This podcast is part of the A3K Network. For more information, visit www.anime3000.com. Warning. The views and opinions expressed by this producer are not necessarily the views and opinions expressed by Anime 3000, its producers, partners, or affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. turned on a podcast did you not notice you were turning on a podcast when you were going looking at your porn well that's not important turn off the porn this is much more interesting it's the other side i'm cody buyer i'm alex berry and uh alex how you doing today uh you know i'm doing great cody rolled out of bed this morning and i thought uh you know what today is going to be a good day i'm going to boot up the computer i'm going to have a little discussion with uh, Cody Byer because he's always got great opinions that he loves uh, shoving down other people's throats and getting all up in their faces. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to do this and uh, listen to you go on like an asshole while I just kind of sit around and listen and uh, think of all the more amusing things I could be doing with my time. So, yeah, you know, good you day. See- you, you seem a bit perturbed, Alex. Is there something you want to get off your chest? Fuck you, man. What are you, my therapist? <laughs> Fuck you. Tell me about it, Alex. Open up a little bit. Help me help you. What is the source of this rage all of a sudden? You you told me to come back. You said, we're going to do something fun this time. We're going to play a game. We're both gamers. We enjoy that. So I'm like, all right, cool. What, what are we going to play? You, uh, you know, I, I just picked up Halo Anniversary. We're going to talk about that. Uh, well, you know I hate Halo. Yeah, I, I thought maybe King of Fighters 13. That's I've, I'm getting into that. That's a lot of fun. Oh, King of Fighters is amazing, but that's not you know what we came to talk about. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, because you're all showing up in my email like, hey, download this bitch and play it, and I did, and uh, thanks for all the wasted hours. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I that's that's time I'm never gonna get back, man. And uh, for the yes. I'm sorry, but you you know it's going to make an interesting podcast. Yeah, that's that that that's worth it. And for those who don't know what game we're talking about, it's a little ditty that you may have heard of circulating the net. A little thing by the name of Katawa Shoujo, which is Japanese for "Hey, look at all the time you're going to waste clicking through menu after menu of bullshit." And oh my god. <laughs> Is this what all dating sims are like? Well, this isn't really a dating sim. This is a straight virtual no- visual novel because a dating sim has gameplay. You make decisions and you go on a date and you buy gifts and give the gifts and all that shit. This is just a choose-your-own-adventure visual novel. Yeah, it didn't really simulate dating very well, although it did <laughs> very accurately simulate having assholes yell at you. I I enjoyed all the 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 crap that I got to cop, even though it wasn't my fault because the game didn't give me an option not to do all the stupid stuff the character was doing. But yeah, no, to have some uh, like he looked like he was in his early twenties, some male nurse yelling at me because I ran after he told me to run. That was fun. 
That's that's how I like to spend my afternoons is is playing games where people yell at me for shit that I had no choice but to do. Much rather do. But it's part of the story, Alex. But Alex, I think you're getting ahead of us here, because the people might even not not even know what Katawa Shoujo's about. Well, why don't you explain it to them, Cody Byer? You're so good at that. (laughs) Katawa Shoujo is an interesting romance visual novel bullshit. In that it was not made in Japan. It was made by a bunch of guys on 4chan's anime board. They got together and they put a fuck ton of effort. It was a bunch of them. It was a good good large chunk of them. They even got a Japanese artist that's very prominent. They've done stuff I have known I know nothing about, but apparently they're prominent to do the artwork and they made a big production out of this and it's free to download. Mm-hmm. Um I think we'll give the people the website so they can play too. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a romance visual novel, but it has a theme to it. Yes, it does. The theme, well, I think it's best described in the name Katawa Shoujo, and what does that translate to? <laughs> Cripple girls. Mm-hmm. It's a whole game where all the women that you have the option to bang are disabled ladies. It's a school for disabled people that you get transferred to because your main character gets a heart arrhythmia. He's got a broken heart, kind of. Like, by the way, that he has a uh, disorder that doesn't hamper him too much. Uh, (laughs) But it will give him some pity moments. Oh, what's wrong? Basically, your main character gets this little heart – has a heart attack when some girl he likes confesses her love to him. He has a straight-up heart attack. Goes to the hospital. What otaku hasn't gone through that, right? (laughs) <laughs> girls girls so he goes he's laid up in the hospital first of all when the scene with him in the hospital oh my god it hit you from the you know what I'm gonna save it I'm gonna save it because it's a bigger thing I'm gonna save it so your main character's laid up in the hospital for a while actually all his friends stop seeing him the girl that he likes stops coming to visit and he finds out that his whole life has changed and he's got to take all these pills by the way i want to bring this up because i laughed my ass off it shows in order for dramatic effect to, to try to convey his being overwhelmed at all this medical shit he's reading that he has to maintain himself it shows all these like medicines and effects the word diarrhea pops up in the center of the screen in the largest letters, which makes it is almost a singular. Now it's like one of the first words that pops up too, while the medicines are popping up. So it makes you think that he's gonna have to take forty ounces of diarrhea in order to survive. Like here is a big bowl of runny shit. Just take a spoonful every day, and you won't die. But if you don't eat your diarrhea, you're gonna die. Yeah, that's that's actually um, playing <laughs> Katawa Shoujo in a nutshell. Just Big, bold-lettered diarrhea right there on the screen. (laughs) Also, I I just want to say real quick, I had a little beef with the hospital scene, too, and that being the mention that uh, he is in the hospital for four months following a heart attack. Now, I'm calling bullshit on that, because you do not spend four months in a hospital unless you are on life support, you're in hospice, and basically you're just waiting to die, and it's taking a little bit longer than they thought. My well, supposedly he had some operations on his heart for the arrhythmia, but I don't think it would take four months. My, okay, my 84-year-old grandfather, who is not in the best health, uh, got quite a few problems, diabetic, everything else, 
he suffered a, a fairly major heart attack in the last year, and he was in the hospital for a grand total of five days. And that is considered a fairly long stay. And, okay, so he had a little open-heart surgery. That might extend it to three, maybe four weeks. Point being, you don't spend four months in a hospital. That does not happen. That, thank you for bringing that up because you explained it much better than I was going to. Yeah, that's, that, that, that took me aback too. I was wondering, like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid if he's spending four months in the hospital? I know the premise here is that he's got a disorder that's going to put him in the special school, but what the fuck is wrong with him if he's spending four months? I'm thinking, is there something unrelated to the heart attack they found? Like, you had a heart attack. Turns out you're, you have arrhythmic, uh, heartbeat. Also, um, you ever seen the movie Aliens? Okay. Uh, a long time ago. We've, no, but I'm saying, like, we found one of those things, like, wriggling inside you. Um, what the hell, man? Uh, you wanted to tell us about that? We lost a nurse, all right? We're just opening you up. Oh, let's do some heart surgery. This shit jumps out and kills Betty. I was fucking Betty, you asshole. Okay, that was a good lay. And now it's gone. Because you didn't inform us that apparently you made out with a face hugger at some point. Oh, you're su- so surprised. Do you know how long it took us to get – your thing left droppings in you. Do you know how long it takes to clean that shit out? It's not solid. It's really runny, and it sticks to the side of you. Do you know how hard it is to differenti- differentiate between blood and the droppings? It, they're both of the same consistency, you dick. Let us know that shit. When it says previous medical history, what have you had wrong with you? Um – Freaky ass spider thing fucking came eggs in my mouth. Pretty much something you should write down there, dick. Now, if you excuse me, I gotta go to Betty's wake. <laughs> Fuck face. You really thought this through. <laughs> I actually know that was totally improvised. But anyway. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that, that really, like. But there's something else about the hospital scene I'm gonna get into, because, again, it's part of a larger issue. So, your character back on topic, is uh, held up in the hospital. And he finds out he's going to have to go to a special school because he has a very serious condition. He's not going to have to go, be able to go back to his regular school. He's going to have to go to a school that's going to be able to better monitor him. It's a school for disabled people, an academy called Yamaku. I hate that I know as many names from this as I do, but they repeat names so much in this thing, they make sure you fucking remember everything. They do. Uh, so he goes to this Yamaku Academy, and he is melodramatic as shit about it. Now, let me tell you something. If if I found out I had a fucked up heartbeat, and you're like, you're going to have to take pills to stay alive. You know what I would say? Give me those damn pills. Mm-hmm. He's lamenting like, I'm not normal anymore. It's like, uh, did you turn retarded? Uh, did, did you mutate? Did, did, did you grow any extra anythings? No? Shut up, you mopey fucker. But Just take your pills. He for can't God's sake. exercise like he used to, except he kind of does and gets yelled at when he doesn't. But yeah. And then like, but then like he says like, well, I I wasn't really I didn't really play soccer seriously anyway. Then why are you lamenting that you can't do it anymore? <laughs> ah! But anyway, yeah. so he gets transferred to this academy for disabled people. He gets into this classroom and he has some trouble trouble adjusting. And that's when we start meeting all the potential girls you can pick up. One of them is a deaf mute who has an interpreter who I think is retarded. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was girl, actually wondering e- what her disability was. Is is being really <laughs> annoying a disability? <laughs> I think she was just there, like with the deaf mute girl. Like okay. she was assigned to her. I think. Okay. I don't know, but so I think she might get a professional translator in there. They're just like, okay, we're gonna hire this like fourteen year old girl to follow her around, and and they might have explained that. If you choose the deaf mute, maybe you learn something about them. I didn't. Yeah. Um, we'll get into my choice. I followed a walkthrough, and we'll get into that and who Alex went for in a bit here, but we're still introducing everything. Mm-hmm. You've got a deaf mute. you got her interpreter, but you can't go after the interpreter. You can – well, there's something I'll get into in a minute because, again, it ties into that overall issue. Um, there's the deaf mute girl. There's a uh, – Oh, there's a burn victim who is trauma who was burned when her as a little kid her house was on fire and her parents died and she's traumatized uh you have a uh blind this blonde like not too foreign girl like she's only half scottish she's still half japanese so don't be scared yeah. um with the blonde hair she's blind uh you have with the other girl you oh yeah of course you have the uh the Twin tails, borderline lowly girl with no legs. She's got the springy things, uh, prosthetic legs. Yeah. Um, you have the one that most people, when they see her, that's the one that makes them wince. The one with no arms. You have a girl with no arms who I think is insane. Mm-hmm. I think they try to paint her as eccentric, but she's just insane. Comes off as insane. Um, she's eccentric <clears throat> by Japanese standards. Yeah. By our um, screwed up American standards, she'd be like barely just kind of quirky and weird, but Yeah, but she's the thing she says it makes me believe she might be insane. Um the way just the way she acts, I guess. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But um and I think is that it? Are there any other girls that I'm missing? Um, I think those are all the ones you can date. There's the, the manic depressive chick in the library, but Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there is there is this guy who is your neighbor across the hall. Oh yeah, that dude. <laughs> he his problem is that he's legally blind. I think it's because he's a paranoid schizophrenic. First of all, every scene with him is meant to be funny. He has a wacky background music when he shows up. Every scene with this Harry Potter-looking motherfucker makes me want to take lives. Oh my god, they go on so long, they're not funny, he's fucking insane, and your main character never says, Dude, don't talk to me, you crazy fuck. This is the kid that's going to climb into a clock tower and start shooting people. He's like, he's like, women are all, and there's a conspiracy, all women are trying to take over the world, and... He says weird shit and he builds forts in his room and he freaks out over stuff and spat, like babbles on about nothing and it goes on for so long every scene he's in. Yeah. It's pretty much you and there's nothing to it. <coughs> they, they it offers nothing to the plot. You can just pretty much click through. Click 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 and miss nothing. I got so damn good at clicking while I was playing this game. <laughs> because there would be long stretches where I just got sick of it, and I'm like, okay, I want to go to the next scene. And, um, yeah, I my wrists got uh, pretty nimble there because I, I became, like, the champion grandmaster of clicking really fast. 
Because <laughs> there is a skip option, but the game doesn't let you skip anything unless you've played through it before. So it's not going to let you bypass the really agonizingly boring parts. Like, nope, you got to read every line of text. you got to see every stupid little thing that happens. We're not going to let you get out of this scot-free. Yeah, I should I should also emphasize with you how boring this is. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with the visual novel, how they you know how they work, and to anyone who's played Blaze Blue, Blaze Blue's story mode is pretty much like a visual novel. But I say like a visual novel because it kind of lies to you. It makes you think that a visual novel has a potential to be interesting because Blaze Blue has a compelling story, interesting characters, and the way that the text is presented, not just with the actual talking, but the way that the text is written when there's not talking, it's still engaging. It's written like a novel. The way things are described, the way it, it... it, it's not too long, not too short. It gives you the description you need, and it's written very well in a way that's not too flowery, not too simplistic, and it and it conveys exactly what it wants to convey and really sucks you in. That's not what visual novels are actually like. Well, the fact that it has uh, little interludes with the fights, too, is interesting. That I, helps. Uh, I think that uh, Katawa Shoujo would be far more interesting if it had little 2D fighter interludes, like... The say the blind girl gets really pissed off at the uh, armless girl, and so they have to fight. And, no, she uh, had a rivalry. If you remember, she had a rivalry with the deaf mute girl, yeah. and that kind of brings me to this funny little thing. There, the the characters that have juxtapos- juxtaposing disabilities have <laughs> relationships. Like it's funny because the implications. Okay, the blind girl and the deaf girl are rivals. So the girl that can't see and the girl that can only and can't hear can only communicate with something visual or a fighting. Mm-hmm. And then this cracked me the fuck up. You had the girl with no legs and the girl with no arms were friends, right? Yeah. Which was already kind of I was I was already kind of giggling at that between the juxtaposition of the other two rival girls and now these two girls are friends. But then the girl with no legs, Airy or Emmy or it was E letter I. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was Emmy. Um. Emmy, there you go. Uh, Emmy says – she's the girl with no legs, and she says uh, that the uh, person who assigned dorms put those two together because they thought they'd make a good match. Mm-hmm. Or com- they know they complement each other well. I bust out laughing. I wonder, like, who is the awesome motherfucker assigning dorm rooms at this school? It's like, hey, hey, Jim, come here. Look what I did. There's this girl with no legs. I put her right next door to this girl with no arms. Yeah, look, they're right there. I even told them they complement each other well, because if if they're together, you got a whole person. That's great. Hey, hey, did George see this? George, George, come here. Look what I did. Look at that. I put I put the girl with no legs, the girl with no arms, right next to each other. Yeah. So like the girl with no legs could come over, and she can help the girl with no arms write something, and the girl with no arms could come over and help the girl with no legs step on a spider. It's it's they're like a whole person when you put them together. Yeah, it's great. Did Phil see this? Hey Phil. Hey, by the way, Phil, George, Jim. Did you ever wonder why guys named Phil, George, and Jim are in Japan working at a school for the disabled? Ah, oh, whatever. Come here, look at this. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I want to meet that guy. <laughs> oh my god. I I mean that was the funniest damn thing that popped into my head immediately when I saw it. Like that was it. That guy was a. Um, amazing prick. Um, yep. 
So, but with this now, before I get into anything, because there are things I actually want to compliment this thing on, but I, I shudder to say compliment because when I say I'm going to compliment on it, it feels like I'm saying this is a good game. It's not by any means of the stretch of the imagination. But I am the, I am one to always give the devil his due. Yeah, I'd be fair. You know, I'm not right. Exactly. I'm not just going to blindly hate on everything. <laughs> I'm, blindly you know, hate. Yeah. Oh my God! I didn't even realize it. Oh. Uh. uh. No, but I'm I I'm more of the analytical kind of hater. I will, I prefer to hate on something based on its merits and what should be hated, because mm. that is, for, not only is it far more satisfying, but it makes it so you basically can't be argued. So, I want to get into the, the big problem that I was alluding to before. This thing is melodramatic as fuck. Oh, my God. Okay, now, I want to commend it. This is one of the comments I want to give. I want to commend it. It, it avoids the initial thing you suspect when you see that there is a romantic visual novel centered around cripple girls, and that is fetishes. Because when I first saw it, that's what I was expecting. So I want to say, like, I came into this thing expecting the worst. So in a way, I came out of it kind of better than maybe you did in that I expected something horrendous, mm-hmm. and it wasn't as bad. It, it was like I, – I, I, I found it was strikingly similar to when I had my wisdom teeth removed. Uh, see, I have – I inherited my mother's gum disease, which uh, I have all – my all my teeth are basically rotting away, being eaten away by the gum at the gums. Yeah. So I've had to have all this maintenance done on my teeth. My wisdom teeth were utterly destroyed. Uh, and wisdom teeth on each side, and they were utterly destroyed to the point where one of them had actually become jagged and kept pricking my tongue. Mm. So I had to I had to get them removed. And when I got in, like I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna suck. They're gonna have to dig into my gums, yank these things out. I got in there. It was a not a pleasant experience. But this dentist was like a ninja. She got in there. She she numbed me. She had to inject like a needle into my gums, but I could barely feel it. And got those things right out. We were boom, bing, bang, done. Uh, and when I went, like, would I want to do that again? Hells no. But was it the awful experience that I came in thinking it was going to be? Hells no. Mm-hmm. So that was that was pretty much what this was like. It was not a pleasant experience, but I expected the worst. And I think that's what you need to do in something like this. Expect the worst, so at least it like you'll be able to get something out of it during the experience. Mm-hmm. So I expected crazy, creepy fetish shit. I expected this whole thing was going to be find your girl of choice and sort of be her not disabled white knight. You know what I mean? Like, oh, girl with no arms, let me spoon feed you. You know, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like, uh, like you're so vulnerable. You know that kind of thing. That it was actually the exact opposite of what it portrays. It actually tries to send the message that these people don't need you to be a white knight. In fact, that's you will pretty much lose if you try to take that path, especially with certain characters. It will like it 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 emphasizes that they are normal. They just have this and this that they have to overcome and they have overcome it and they've gotten on with their lives despite this. And that's actually a good message. Mm-hmm. I will give the devil's due there. That's nice that they did that. You really get the feeling that they knew exactly the perception that that this concept was going to have, and they actively avoided it. Why they went with it in the first place, I have no idea. If it wasn't a creepy fetish thing, but they would. But in its place, almost in the effort to avoid it, what we have is meandering fucking melodrama. 
And so, like, in order to make sure that we don't think this is a creepy fetish thing, they have to take this as seriously as humanly fucking possible to to make this seem serious and real Mm -hmm. and genuine and all that shit. The beginning, when he's in the fucking hospital, (laughs) is laughable. The way – the descriptions of things, the way he talks, the, his inner monologue, the way he reacts to his condition. Well, I – go the, ahead. No, man. This, during the entire game, this is one of the things that disturbed me about it most. The the whole inner monologue and just the way everything – descriptions of everything are written. I mean that is some painfully purple prose. Oh, God, yes. That is some viciously violent violet. That is some ferociously fearsome, frankly fucked up fuchsia there on my screen. <laughs> and it's funny because... Fantastic! Yeah. But it's uh, it's funny because um, past couple weeks I've been slowly making my way through On Writing by Stephen King, which I highly recommend. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful book, but... Something that uh, he stresses quite often is uh, the value of brevity in writing. Omit unnecessary words, be direct, tell your readers exactly what they need to know, and nothing else. And so to read that and to, to, you know, to take that to heart, and I've been trying to do that with my writing a bit more and everything, and then to, to look at this, and it just piles on the superfluous details and the bombastic descriptions of everything... The guy spends like five goddamn hours looking at the front gate of the school, thinking about oh, yeah. how imposing he looks. And I swear to God, the chapter in Lord of the Rings where they come to the Black Gate had less description than <laughs> this asshole looking at the front gate of this school. And he gets like metaphors about the front gate. If it's like a new like, – like now I realize why I felt uneasy. It was like that was the last of my normal life. I can't turn that back That was my now. last – yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and how the fact that the grass has been cut is like this metaphor for sterility and how everything's going to be all, you know, too clean and it's going to be like living in a hospital and all this crap. And never mind the fact that you've been in a hospital for four months because apparently you have the best insurance policy that a human has ever had. <laughs> or your parents are rich or some bullshit. I don't know. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll give the game its due too. Production values. Way better than I expected. Way, um, almost uncomfortably good. Yeah, I it it. You could have told me this was a professionally produced game, and I would have believed you because, I mean, there's a I noticed a few discrepancies, and you could kind of tell that there were different artists working on different scenes because the way the character designs kind of differed here and there. Well, but, no, no, no. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it was about the character designs differing, and I noticed this. Uh, and I, I I haven't played really any other visual novels, but from what I can gather, this tends to be a trend. The girls that weren't a fuck option or weren't the interpreter were had or any character character well, it wasn't one of these girls were much had much less effort was put into drawing them. <laughs> they look much stiffer, uh, much more flat, solid black outlines, while the girls had like different darker colors for their outlines to fa- give the illusion of three dimensions. Mm-hmm. Like you could see how different like especially when they were standing next to each other when like a, an option girl would stand next to a side character 
the the this the the way they'd contrast like you could tell obviously way more effort went into the girls you can fuck yeah but uh even in the different cg scenes i mean there's well, if you can call them CG, it's all photographs for backgrounds, but they put a filter on it so it looks like a ba- an animated background. Well, yeah, I, I was talking about the, the special illustrations. When it, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when you meet a new girl or whatever. I mean, there's there wasn't a, a ton of artistic homogenization as far as the style goes, which, I mean, that's understandable. But uh, overall, production values, very high. I got to give it that. But it was just so aggressively boring and yeah i i don't oh my god i i and i tried to stick with this man i really did i mean when i was talking about clicking through the scenes here i i sat down with this with the mindset of okay i'm going to experience this as it should be i'm going to read every line i'm going to pay attention to what's going on i'm going to track my options and everything else and then about an hour into it, this little part of my brain just kept screaming, you could be playing Batman Arkham City right now. Instead, you're sitting here doing this. That's what happened to me. But for me, it was you could be working on your comics right now. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of this, – this set me back on my schedule. Yeah. And I, I almost made me regret it. But again, it was all for this podcast. So but, you assholes oh listening to this better enjoy this. Yeah, exactly. What we went through. I finished my route. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I do believe you did not. Yeah, well, when you say my route, that's another thing about this game is, I, to me, that's what separates a dating sim from a visual novel is a sim or simulation, it should simulate the experience of courting or whatever. This, the options you choose don't seem to set you on any sort of a particular path. Every time you come to a branching plot point, it's basically a roll of the die as to who this is going to set you with. Because... Yeah. I actively tried to go after the uh, the no-arm girl, Rin, because she seemed like she was crazy, but at least she was a bit more interesting and less aggravating than some of the other characters. Plus, that's the freakiest fucking option. Exactly. Why would you not go for that? I know, and I, I was curious um, if they got to the H scenes, like how that was going to work. So it'd be like, hey, Rin, how about a hand job? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the mood for doggy style. Bend over a chair. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of curious myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to play the goddamn thing again. But. No, no, no. <coughs> but uh, the, the game set me up with Emmy, um, the, the, the no-legs girl, which, again, I, I, no I legs didn't girl. intend for that to happen. So the game pretty much just made up my mind for me. There's really it, – it's, it's really random which path you take, unless you know in well, advance what options to select. And that's what I did. I looked up a walkthrough. Yeah, I, said, I, I, I looked up a walkthrough before I even played because I, I wanted to make sure – you know, I I got what I was looking for, so to speak. Um, I I sent you a walkthrough. I guess I guess I sent it to you too late. Yeah, no, uh, I I'd stopped playing by then. Yeah, yeah. Um, I oh, that's went cheating, after... man. That's not getting the full <laughs> experience of Katawa Shoujo. <laughs> Fuck the full experience of Katawa Shoujo. Um, I went after the burn victim because mm. I want to say Good the choice. phrase. I went after the burn victim. Uh. <laughs> And I figured, well, he's going to go after the one with no arms. What freaky one can I pick? Blind's a little too normal, no legs. Eh, she looks normal enough. I'm going to go after the burn victim. Um, I will say this. I'm almost positive I probably got the most tolerable route, and this one's actually worth discussing. When I was playing this route, I noticed something odd happening. I was not enjoying myself, 
but I was almost in, I, there was an anticipation there. I was like, wow. And then I realized it. Now, this route seems to be the most plausible from a – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into both my storytelling enthusiast aspect and my burgeoning writer part of me in, saying, in, in analyzing this. This seems to be the most plausible just from a narrative storytelling standpoint of which girl he would go after. Let's say this was a show. It would be a freaky fucking show, but let's say it was a show. Which of these girls would be more feasible for a plot arc to start in which he becomes romantically involved? It would be her. Why? Because all these other girls have their issues, but they've, they've got on with their lives. They struggle with it, but they have generally, you know, they're cool with it now. They've moved on. They've gotten past their disability one way or another, mm-hmm. and they can live normal lives despite it. She is still traumatized from what happened to her. So it makes sense that he would reach out to her and then things would happen. Mm-hmm. Now this – when I was looking at this, this seems like – it drove me nuts. And what that anticipation was, and I realized it, my brain like, – I, I have been so long enraptured in learning to write and tell a story and craft all the things that go into a story that I have it, – it's caused me to almost – start doing it on reflex and I realized what that anticipation was and that was my brain figuring out how this scene should go and forgetting where I fucking was and thinking that's how it would go Hmm. because this premise take away the disability aspect that you're in a school full disability this premise could work so easily as a romantic story let's just look at it from a standalone perspective right guy transfers to a new school fuck the disability things just transfers to a new school right there's a girl in his class that is both physically and emotionally scarred no one talks to her she's kind of weird she's got the fucked up face so she's you know makes people a little uncomfortable to look at not her full whole face mind you just scars on here and there and on her body and that so you know, she makes me a little uncomfortable, and she acts weird, and you know all that stuff, and she has problems. And then this guy transfers, and she, he notices this, and he know, and they have similar interests, so he tries to reach out. Mm-hmm. He tries to sort of break that shell and just try to be friends with her, and feels bad. You know, he wants to help. And deep down, and, he's thinking, hey, nobody else is hitting that. <laughs> but uh, well, no, I'm gonna get to that in a minute. You're actually wrong, and that. But I'm going to get to that in a minute because oh, that was that was another thing. Okay. Um, that, so, so this is an easy fucking thing to do. I could do that story in my sleep. You can I mean, just have this guy. He reaches out to this girl. Then, like, you know, it takes some go- doing because she's got a lot of problems. But he eventually gets closer and closer, becomes friends. They bond. Then you have that bond evolve into a love. And then they get together. And then, like, you know, you're beautiful despite your scars. You know. You know, we, you know, I love who you are, and and you're still cute even with the scars and all that stuff. That's so fucking easy. Too you easy. Could... <laughs> I mean, and they fucked it up. That's literally like if you had instructions for like cooking something, and the 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 recipe that you had, you had basically had the food provided for you for the most part. All you have to, it basically says all you have to do is add a a cup of sugar and a spoonful of salt and a dab of water. That's all you fucking have to do to finish this. And they still fucked that up. This is the, like, and that's what was, that was what was getting me. That's what I was noticing. Like, this, okay, I see this scene. It should go da 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 da. And it's perfect. It's good stuff. But it doesn't go 
it goes it's over here and it's over there and it's meandering and meandering and what are they saying don't do that and like how do you fuck up such an obvious practically handed to you love story well are you sure you didn't take the bad route because it's hard to tell no i did i did i i had a walk through remember oh yeah that's right you cheated i did cheat because you didn't uh, care about the uh the emotional <laughs> response to this that you were supposed to have <laughs> exactly um yeah so i ch- i cheated i got the good route and it's just it drove me crazy like i hate seeing wasted potential you can i hate seeing a good idea a good concept fucked up and that's what this was it was fucked up i could have easily like like i was hating this and then this story came along and it was actually pretty good no that didn't happen mm-hmm. you know it was a good premise a good idea again easy fucking like i like there we live in a world where concepts that should not that had no business working have worked flawlessly if the fucking fresh prince of bel-air could take one of the gimmickiest fucking sitcom premises on god's green earth and create one of the best television shows in american television out of it what the fuck is this thing's excuse you had an easy you had a fucking easy mode do it yourself romance story but oh, no you Will Smith. To... Yeah, exactly. It was. It, oh my God! It drove me crazy. I'm just seeing all this stuff. I'm like, take it here, take it here. No, what are you doing? No. Let me let me just get into this, and I'm gonna get into why he wasn't thinking. You know, he wanted to hit that. Apparently, the writer here, which you know, whoever was writing, they had a staff of writers, a group. Of them. Whoever was in charge of writing this scenario. Apparently forgot they were doing a love story. This thing gets so wrapped up. It's like they were so proud of themselves for doing this whole psychological thing with her in her emotional traumatic shell and him trying to get her to come out. But then he has – he didn't even realize he has issues he has to wrestle with first. And mm. and I did like that there was an overall theme that you that you shouldn't play white knight for her. Yes, she has issues, and, she, and but you have to – they. It encourages you to be a friend to her instead of trying to treat her like a fragile little thing that any other Japanese shit would uh, have you do. Yeah. And and it, I will give it its due there. That was actually a good idea. You know, treat her like a person, not like a surrogate daughter. Like, oh, I have to protect you. You're so fragile. So that was nice. That and I, but I think they got a little too proud of themselves for that. Her root focuses so much on that it literally forgets that your main character is supposed to fall in love and hit that at one point you can actually have him admit that he likes her but it's like an admit that he likes her not romantically it keeps jamming it down your throat that he doesn't like her romantically but he likes her more in the front like he wants to he's close and wants to protect her but he's it's not romantic it keeps reminding you it's not romantic and then the last act of the game at the last fucking sentence not sentence, section, whatever boom, all of a sudden now it's romantic it's like they remembered, oh shit, that's right they're supposed to fall in love, fuck I forgot, I got so wrapped up in my little psychological wannabe fucking case study that I forgot this is a romance what a convoluted mindfuck of a game yeah I mean, I've said it before they, they, they it, it, you had basically served up on a silver platter a decent, uh, well, an easy love story but and, and and again, they, at the last minute, remembered 
There we go. I mean, this is basically how it goes. And around Act 3 comes – first of all, there's some weird moments. Again, shitty writing. Um, at one point, main character is worried about her, right? So he goes looking for her. So this, she had some episode. She has some trauma, and she had a panic attack. And he's worried, and she's been acting weird since then. She, he's worried about her. So he goes, looks for her, and he ends up going to her room. And, he, and she lets him in. He comes in. They have a talk. I think this scene was written in the moments in that it wasn't planned out. It wasn't mapped out. It was basically improvised. <laughs> they because... wanted to seem more real. <laughs> Because when you look at it on the whole, like what just happened, uh, it really does show that this was not planned out. Here's basically what happens. He walks in. They have an awkward moment. Then he opens his shirt, and he basically shows the scar from his surgery. He's basically a gesture saying, hey, I'm scarred too. Mm -hmm. We both share this. Um, She touches it. They have a little bit of dialogue exchange. He tells her what happened to him, and they share things. He then puts his shirt back on. She says she's got homework to do. He leaves. Hmm. So basically, he came into a room, walked in there, opened his shirt. Look at my scar. That's quite a scar. All right, bye. Hmm. I just came in here real quick to show you my scar. I'm going to go now. They're probably going to wrap it up there, and they're like, oh, crap. Our players will not be nearly bored enough by this. We need to stretch this out for another four acts. So, Well, here's the thing. Apparently different, depending on which girl you choose, it lasts different lengths. Uh, the one I chose, Hanako, the burn victim, she's like the middle. Apparently, you chose one of the longer ones with the legless girl. Oh, that makes sense. But girl with no arms is massively long. Uh. In her in her route, uh, I felt bad for you because I knew you were probably gonna go after her. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, Alex. Oh my god. Well, you didn't think about that before you assigned me this project, now did you? <laughs> Uh, apparently, the deaf mute girl, who they kind of set you up with, is like your. It's like she's like the first one you meet. She's like the most likely one if you're. I don't know. I don't even fucking know if. But I mean, she like they the the narrative sets her up as like a first choice. Mm-hmm. She's like by far the shortest. Mm-hmm. Um, How would you even have sex with her? I mean, you can't even talk dirty unless you got the pink haired girl standing there like interpreting. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Remember I was telling you about the melodrama in this thing. Apparently, the pink hair girl has a lesbian crush on the uh, the deaf-mute girl. That makes perfect and sense. Appa- and apparently admitted it at one point, and then she did not – deaf-mute did not <coughs> reciprocate, and they decided to be just friends. Hmm. And when you start courting the deaf-mute girl, this brings up like, – like, like the interpreter girl tries to push you along, tries to set you up, but in, in reality, it just hurts her more. She wants her beloved to be happy, but then she has to see someone take her away, and it conflicts. Aww. Conflicting feelings. More melodrama. And uh, if you pick the bad end, the bad you know, ending for the deaf-mute girl, you end up having sex with the interpreter because the interpreter has sex with you to, in order to sort of like the only way she can get closer or get intimate with the deaf-mute girl – like, is to have sex with her boyfriend or whatever. But they painted, apparently, and a lot of people were commending that it was realistically portrayed as a very awkward affair that was not enjoyable for either party. And it ends up ruining everybody's friendships. Oh, okay. Um, so there's no, like, crazy threesome route where you do the deaf-mute and the crazy ADHD pink-haired girl at the same time. No, okay. no. Uh... <laughs> And it's another that, example that, how that would be kind of interesting. I mean, like how they would have to set that up. 
she'd be interpreting all the things she's saying. The, the, the deaf mute sign and the interpreters. She's saying, do it harder. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. It was... It, okay, that's that fucking balls-to-the-wall melodrama. Uh, and I, I wanted to get into – there's a couple other things I want to bring up from the uh, burn victim's path because, again, I played the whole damn thing. And I have some shit to say. Mm. Uh, I fucking – I stuck – one of the main reasons I stuck with it, like, like again, it was to, for this podcast. I felt like I should get to the end. And it became, came a part where I was like, I have been following this shit for this fucking long. By the end of this shit, this bitch better be a fucking social butterfly <laughs> with all this shit to, like, follow her to get her to come out of her shell. By the end of this, she better be – I have a fucking gaggle of friends. Hmm. She doesn't. Uh. But there was a couple. Like this is I. It I still cannot like, believe. Damn it, Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> but I still can't believe how botched this was. And again, I'm not going to repeat myself again. There was like, a, but there the, in other ways it was botched. Like the the conf- my god, this thing, the way that it plays out is so simultaneously melodramatic and awkward. It, like, it, let me, let me see if I can find a good way to describe this. Like, the end scene where they confess to each. First of all, the, the sex scene with her, you get one, and it's really awkward. It's an, it's a little bit too accurate of a portrayal of two virgins having sex. Uh. Uh, it's not, and it, it's, and that's all you get. Like, you don't get another one, like, now. See, what happened is she originally lets you have sex with her in order to prove a point because she doesn't want to be the, the, the weak daughter or whatever. She's afraid that if you feel that way, you'll end, she'll end up losing your character because he'll, like, fix her and then be done with her or whatever. The fuck? I don't fucking know. So she goes with it in order to prove, like, to get her, him to see her that way, so to speak. Uh, as a woman, you know what I mean? I see. And... And for and like he's more like oh I took advantage of her. First of all, the way the sex scene starts is so funny because it's obviously written by people that have I don't know because on one hand it was such an accurate portrayal of two two versions having like like having trouble having sex, but then the way it starts is so unsmooth. Let me walk you through this how this goes because there's other things I want to comment about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this moment with the girl, or whatever, and you go through. They have this dialogue, and then they go to her room. She locks the door and draws the curtains, and he's like, "Whoa, this is gonna look weird." She takes her top off to show him the scars that she has on her body. Mm. Like she says something dramatic, to the effect of, "This is me, all of me," or something like that. First of all, the second I was seeing the whole one of the main reasons I took this route also was because I had a theory. They wouldn't have the balls to let any scarring touch her boobs. Uh, I was like, that's where the money is. You know what I mean? You can't let her boobs be scarred. Her boobs must be like have miraculously survived the fire. <laughs> that's that's the only area she could afford the uh, the plastic surgery on. By the way, I was right, and I had a good laugh when I found out I was right. I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> fuck you, you fucking fuck. <laughs> um, so I called that shit. Uh. So anyway, she, you notice she that takes uh, all the- in that entire class there are no uh, none of the girls are like breast cancer survivors where <laughs> they have like no boobs or one boob or something. They're they're always oh. sexually intact. Yeah, but <laughs> um, just, just point that out. Yeah, I, I, that's a that's a good observation. Um, 
and and all their disorders are I don't know. Again, it's like the, conceptually, all their disorders are meant to make you feel sorry for them. But then the whole damn thing, like, goes through the whole thing of of spelling that. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird, like, I don't even know what to make of it. But it's like a like a really weird PSA sort of where they're trying to like show the players or the readers or whatever you want to call them cuz I I don't want to call them players because you don't really play this you read it and you click your way yeah. through it but uh it's it's kind of like hey look disabled girls they're just like you and me they like to have anonymous <laughs> sex with strangers so the next time you see you know a girl with one arm or she's got some scarring or something don't think you think hey I could potentially do that <laughs> you know, put put the wheels in motion. That's, and what that's it felt like to me, thinking. it is very progressive. But what actually what it felt like to me was that the the, the whoever came up with the concept and whoever wrote it were two different people. It's like uh, well, isn't isn't this whole thing based on uh, a manga? And that's like why they wouldn't change the title is because the title of the original manga was Katawa Shoujo, and they didn't want. To be I heard it. nothing about a manga. I did not hear anything about a manga. Or it's even it, it's based on some other pre-existing work. I again, I heard nothing about a pre-existing work. I just heard that this was a bunch of guys on 4chan got together, decided to make a visual novel. Mm-hmm. And God help us all, they did. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to look more into that because I'm pretty sure I, I read something about that that it was it was based on. I, again, I don't know for sure if it was a manga or if it was a, another sort of visual novel or it was it was it was something. I again, I didn't hear. I, I heard nothing about a visual novel. All I all I knew was like, again, it was a. Oh, okay. All right. I see what it was. The game originated as a sketch created by Japanese doujinshi artist uh, Raita. From January 2007, the sketch was discussed extensively on the 4chan image board, and the development group was assembled from users of 4chan and other internet communities. The group took the name 4Leaf Studios, based on 4chan's logo, and yada, yada, yada. Okay, so it was apparently somebody drew a picture of some crippled girls, and... They thought that was a good blueprint for a dating sim. I get that would maybe explain why it doesn't feel like as much as fetishy as it sounds. Ah. Um, because it was not like someone, probably some guy with a disabled fetish, this doujinshi artist that has, I guess, a a uh, disability fetish, punched up some disabled girls, and then these guys thought oh, that would make for a nice visual novel with all kinds of themes of da da da. Well, if this is just based on a sketch and nothing else, then their whole excuse of why they couldn't change the title is bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. So I, I don't, I don't know anything about that. But uh, anyway, my story. Your story. Because there's more. Okay. Yes, with the the moment with the dis- the, the burn victim girl Hanako. I feel like I'm reading um, through the uh, the Cody Byer uh, story path. <laughs> so. Uh, so you have the you know she sh- anyway she she brings your main character to the her room shows the scars and they have a moment she describes what actually happened to her like no one is, she has never told anyone so it's a big breakthrough moment and everything like that mm-hmm. I kid you not when I say that what literally follows is the main character goes up kisses her as she starts to get emotional right have a kiss and then immediately starts taking his clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that she took her top off was a signal. Oh, your parents died in a horrible fire, huh? Oh, I'm getting hot too. 
Yeah, and then they they just go at it. It's like, what? You, I felt like uh, I got hit by something. Like, what just happened? What did I miss? Like, what? Did, it, and and this is what gets me going through that route. I don't know if the artist is aware. Burns don't look like Jackson Pollock took a bunch of shades of red and just went wee. Because that's how her burns are fucking drawn in like the 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 standalone artwork not the little character portrait that comes in mm-hmm. in which they're actually kind of detailed like any of those character portraits they look like it's to the point where when she shows like she takes her top off some of the red blotches actually go off like they break through the lines it's like the the red blotches are trying to escape one of them goes so far it was pissing me off as like as an artist i spent so much time looking at very grisly photos to learn how to draw injuries uh, and, and this is true. Through all the research that I did to learn to draw different things, you know, I knew a lot of the stuff I was going to be drawing was going to be violent. So I looked at like a lot of grisly stuff to learn to draw horrendous injuries mm-hmm. and scarring. I looked at real serious scarring to look at the way scar tissue looks in that situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't to say, look. This person did not nail it. I take it. Scar tissue doesn't look like you just shoved red paint up your nose when. <laughs> I mean, literally, it went off the fucking lines. It was like it was done by a four-year-old. There is a huge fucking spike of red that just leaves her arm and never looks back. It drove me crazy. And at one point, it did look textured, but that was a trick of the distance. When it zoomed in on her, it was like, no, that's just different. two different shades of red that got lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. That drove me so nuts. It looked like garbage. Oh. Well, that's that's a little bit about what I was talking about earlier is the uh, the lack of consistency between the different artists, the just the way they texturize things, the way they draw the characters. You can de- it it very apparent that a lot of different artists worked on this game. There was no sort there was there wasn't a sort of a a manager to make sure that everybody's art styles were consistent and and visually similar. And again, it's just that that. Lack of the fuck just. There's her scars. I got her scars down. Oh my god! And it just again this. So the the sex scene was so awkward. The build up to it was so awkward. That shitty art. And then like, the confession of love was hilarious. What happens is they get to the park. They have a meeting, right? And, you know, this finally he's going to confront her about some of the things that have been going on, and they finally sort of uh, hash out some misunderstandings or something. I don't know. The logic that was at work here made no sense. It was just sort of roundabout drama with no source to it, I guess you could say. There was no rhyme or reason for the things that were being done in this. And <sighs> this scene – okay. Apparently – Oh, I don't even know fucking remember why she shut herself off in her room, but she did. I can't even fucking remember why. It didn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but and it was like some I don't even what it wasn't a ploy, it was she had reasons and she did it and it didn't add up. And and then he thought that she was wanting to push him away or something, and then she's like, No, I would never push you away and she falls to her knees crying. At which point he wraps her arms around her, starts crying himself, 
and they're standing there both on their knees in the middle of this public park, bawling their eyes out, <laughs> confessing their feelings. I was like, oh, wow. I would pay to be walking down the park, <laughs> just just taking a stroll. Got my iPod in, listening to some tunes. Make it funnier, I'm listening to some fucking Tech Nine, something like you know, ballsy. And then I see some guy and his girl on their knees, embrace like the guys embracing her from behind, and they're both just bawling in the middle of the park. Well, if if you're in Japan, you probably see that all the time, because that you know you know how the Japanese are with always uh, expressing their emotions. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they're they're very open people. Oh yes. Um, and then like the. Then they just sort of now they're together, but then the ending was so abrupt. You know what I mean? It's like, let's say I was actually into this, right? I'm invested. Um, yay, they're together. You get all of maybe like half a scene of them that are actually an item, mm-hmm. and then like I would think that you would get some time to to digest that they're together now, and then you would get a romantic scene to end it off on. You get half a scene, and then she said, you know, at, at this point, your character had given her a bunch of gifts. Mm-hmm. And now she says, let, you know, here, like, first gift that she can give to you, and then she gives him a kiss. Oh, whatever. Uh, but here's the thing. <laughs> when she does this, it goes to a picture, a, like a, an actual piece of CG art, whatever. <laughs> it's supposed to be her leaning in for the kiss really suddenly and then it shows just them and then the background fades in and a crowd fades in and everybody's looking but they're smiling like oh look at those two isn't that nice mm-hmm. and then it fades out more and it's like you see it through the window of another restaurant or something whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess it was supposed to symbolize she's come out of her shell she's em- expressing her feelings for your character right there out in the open in front of everybody and everybody's embracing it mm-hmm. whatever Here's what kills it. Their lips aren't locking. This big kiss scene, the guy decided to draw it seconds before lips meet. It doesn't look like she's going in for a kiss. It looks like she's doing the Eskimo nose rub at him. Ah. So your so... big moment is killed by the fact that it looks like she's basically in, like fucking like, – like, I know you're emotionally and socially stunted, but did you not know that kisses are with mouth? <laughs> You mouth to ma- mouth. That's a kit. Not. What are you doing with the nose? Stop that. No. This isn't Alaska. This isn't. No. Uh, Sarah Palin is nowhere to be found. Is there is not what we do here? No. Stop it. Well, don't you see, Cody? That just symbolizes how the journey is more important than the destination. Now oh, yeah, that the they've journey. completed that journey, where it goes from here doesn't even matter because they're different people now. And that's a story for Katawa Shoujo 2. <laughs> Everybody gets raped. <laughs> that's going to be the subtitle I just decided. But I mean, that, that drove me crazy because, like, you, like, literally they forgot this was supposed to be a romance until the last act, and then they just rushed that shit. But they went so melodramatic with it, they figure if we just get fucking silly with it, maybe they won't notice. 
that we forgot until the last second. It's like when you, you put off a school assignment that you had three weeks to do, and then <laughs> someone mentions the day before, you know, it's due tomorrow, and you're like, fuck! And you just kind of skim the book you're supposed to read, and you kind of copy the the important points. You don't know what the fuck you're saying. You say, it was very uh, emotionally impactful when his grandfather died, and like his grandfather's death is just glossed over, but you saw grandpa died. And, like that kind of shit. It's like, it, it, oh my god. And it's just like, like in your big ending kiss scene that's supposed to symbolize, you know, not only that, that they're together, but how much she's come out of her shell, but yet you can't actually show her kissing anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the whole anime art style, one of its biggest flaws, like with the... BESM, you know, uninspired bullshit is that it's hard to draw a kiss because of the snout thing you got going on. Mm -hmm. But give it a shot. (laughs) You know, don't just like, well, she's close. No. (laughs) Almost doesn't count in a kissing scene. Almost doesn't quite give it the same emotional impact. Did they at least make up for it by having the guy's inner monologue describe the kiss for like 47 paragraphs? (laughs) No, there was no text. It just it was oh. the picture. Well. The one time it didn't have text <laughs> was the important part. Uh, the guy got bored. He's like, everybody else is done with their scenarios? Ah, shit. Well, eh, this is good enough. I'm going to zip it, email it. <laughs> I'm done. And it's, and like, you could tell halfway through this, any idiot could tell this girl has a crush on her developing feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like she normally clings to the arm of people to hide her face or because she's scared of people. But then it's like, oh, she's still clinging to me, even though no one's around. <laughs> no wonder why. <laughs> oh, she seems really close to you. Oh, it sure is weird, isn't it? No, it's not. You fucking dunce. Don't you even not know what kind of a game you're in? <laughs> it's like this thing literally forgot. It's a ro- it's big romance thing. It's got a heart as its fucking emblem. Mm-hmm. And it forgot it was a romance. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. So that was my experience, my little adventure. Mm-hmm. I I got lucky in that in my morbid sense of humor of I want to fuck the burn victim. Jackpot. I, prob- <laughs> I probably ended up stumbling on the most feasible plot, the lesser of, of the other evils you could take. And the one that actually had promise, but maybe that was a little worse because not only are you meandering through this horridly dull shit, but then you sit there and forced to watch a good idea just die. Mm-hmm. Just watching this poor good idea just slowly tortured to death. <laughs> and it's not – it wasn't like – I almost wished it was as ridiculous and creepy as you'd think from first glance, because that would give some entertainment value. Well, first of all, man, now be careful there, because you're on the verge of giving this game too much credit. Let us not forget (laughs) that this this was designed originally as fetish fuel for guys who wanted to fantasize about getting with cripple girls. Now, whatever moral high ground it took from there is irrelevant. This is... At its core, a game for you to fantasize about getting with cripple girls. This is true. But then I wonder, because follow me here. We know that this was, we now know that this was uh, done after some guys at 4chan 
saw these these sketches by this Dojin artist, right? Mm-hmm. So they did not come up with this original concept. Now, what if these guys got the idea for this visual novel not as a fetish thing, but almost as a self-righteous storytelling high? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, imagine the possibilities of like teaching that, like showing that these girls are actually capable. And sending a message of not white knighting for them. And I was like, what if it wasn't conceived through fetish fuel, but instead was conceived through like crusading kind of moral high ground, uppity kind of hoity toity, let's send a message bullshit? Mm-hmm. Entirely Something possible. To Something Except, to think about. Uh, if they did go that route, then they didn't need to have the adult scenes, obviously. This is true, and also, but the adult scenes are apparently written like very genuinely to the point where it doesn't feel like they're made to be erotic anymore. Like I said, my route, I had to experience an overly realistic representation of two virgins having sex. Apparently in another route, uh, we have the one where it was like the miserable sex where they don't really want it with the interpreter. Mm-hmm. And then you have like apparently if you had continued with legless girl Emmy, uh, apparently – Emmy and your character experiment with anal sex, and it is realistically portrayed as awkward for both parties. And because uh, f- I read up on some of the other routes, mm-hmm. and uh, apparently they both they both agree to never do that again. <laughs> so it seems to go through go out of its way to to make the sex scenes like almost realistically unerotic. Well, that just makes the game offensively pointless then. It does. That's what that's what uh, that's what kind of I'm getting at here. It is offensively pointless because it's not you can't get like like uh, a kind of laughing at how crazy it is kind of value from it, which is what I was kind of hoping for. Mm-hmm. Was this kind of like because I I I, have, I am so used to this by now just seeing someone's crazy fetish and just having a good laugh mm-hmm. at how twisted it is and how fucked up the person behind it must be i couldn't get that here well yeah I and mean, there's sex and you don't have like you can't kind of get a laugh at how the sex scenes are like ooh, well, look at me fucking this cripple <laughs> they're realistically awkward so well if why it's... does this exist and i can think of only one reason these this is made by people that have romanticized erotic visual novels as like these are these are nerds way too into like like a failed vision of romance 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 stories. Mm-hmm. Like this is their idea of a real romance. They were trying not to get you hard, but to make your heart go flutter flutter. Which is why, of course, they had to make it as Japanese as possible. Yes, that is another thing. Thank you for segueing to the next thing. This was made by Americans. Is there a fucking reason this couldn't be set in America with American names? Is there a fucking reason that so much that it was almost going out of its way to show off as much Japanese culture as humanly fucking possible? Oh yeah, they have the the school festival and all that and the tea house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was more, but I can't think of what else. But it was like so out of its way like look, we're in Japan. Look how in Japan we are. <laughs> we are so in Japan. Look at all the yeah. Japanese things we're doing in Japan. Yeah. It really was. I mean, it, and I, I kept thinking, why? And then it goes out of its way to. Yeah, and that was another thing. Went out of its way to be Japanese. The 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 issue of Japanese accents. Uh, at one point, a character speaks English, and your character can't understand it. <laughs> Keep in mind, this <laughs> game is originally made. Layers of ironic. 
Yeah, and keep in mind, this was originally written in English. Oh, God. And, oh, God, was, there was some other shit. They're, they're actually working oh. on a, uh, a Japanese-language patch for this, I think. I think, I think they I finished. I know, there's a, I know it's in other languages. Yeah. Um, or, but, but, yeah, it was originally conceived in English. It was, it was so in English that the very first version was only in English. So if you couldn't read English, you, were, you weren't going to be able to play this. And, 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 and there was also that Ichan nickname bullshit, which drove me fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ichan, Shichan, Nichan, Ichan, Shachipichan, Yam Masipichan. At least they didn't uh, have to go with honorifics throughout the entire thing. That would have been torturous. Yeah, it would have. I'm surprised they didn't. God. I was literally taken aback. Everything else was so balls to the wall Japanese. Why wasn't that? <laughs> um, on an unrelated note, did you also get the feeling that the drug, the the, uh, the teacher looked like a drug dealer? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean the way they, the look on his face, his posture, the way he generally looked. Mm-hmm. He kept looking like he was like, "Hey man, I got some stuff if you want to try it out." <laughs> I felt like 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 the teacher took me outside and wanted to speak to me privately. I, thought, I kept thinking he was gonna like open his coat like, man, I got some good stuff here. If you want to give a little sample, first first one's free. <laughs> well, he did get on your back about how you need to take your medication, so <laughs> maybe that was done with a wink and a nod. And... You sure that wasn't the fifteen uh, year old wacky nurse? <laughs> God, fuck that guy. <laughs> He's all yelling at me to exercise, and then I do, and then I almost have a heart attack because he wants my running partner to be the. Uh, the head member of the track team who has no idea to take into consideration other people's limits. So surprise, surprise, I push myself too hard. I have a little heart attack, and then he's all bitching at me because I push myself too hard. Apparently you're supposed to only mildly exercise. God, I want to see that lunatic's medical license. <laughs> well, we've already established the people behind this have know nothing about modern medicine. Four months in the hospital. Yeah. Very, very little – only the most cursory research was put into this. Which is funny because this whole thing is revolved around like people that have medical issues and need <laughs> medical attention. And It's not a game about by people facts. Like... It's a game about feelings. <laughs> you know, I, I do, I do want to say though, um, if this game was just for the purpose of kind of tugging at people's heartstrings and, and showing them that, uh, you know, crippled girls or, you know, disabled people are – Basically, if, if if this game was invented to show you that disabled people also have souls, then fuck the people who made this game, because I don't need some faux wannabe Japanese dating sim, visual novel, whatever the hell you want to call it, to tell me that, oh yes, just because someone doesn't have legs, that, mean, that doesn't mean that they aren't a person. I, I did not need a game to tell me that. You sh- and you shouldn't need a game to tell you that, let alone one of the most sad genres of game, the visual novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I commend it for taking that route as opposed to what it could have been. Uh, I commend it for, you know, like I said, with the with the, uh, the burn vi- some of the things in the burn victims plot, like not white knighting, not trying to be so damn protective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will actually get – her bad ending, apparently you will get bitched out in a way that's almost the character yelling at the player for wanting to treat her like a child because of what happened to her. I will commend it for that. Well, if that was – And that – and oh my god. But everything else. Like again, instead of getting something so freaky, it's an it's a spectacle, you get 
this meandering, melodramatic, boring. Trudge through screen after screen of overdescriptive text. God, this thing's like a thousand hours long. Oh, it takes so long just to get through Act One. Uh, when Act Two came up, when the little thing that came up for Act Two, I was like, "Oh my God!" I thought I was almost done with the game. You mean <laughs> that was Part One of how many? Because <laughs> uh, oh my, God. oh my God, man! Again, I I have very little uh, experience with uh, this kind of game. You know, being someone who is interested in actual women and not anime girls. <laughs> but uh, I I really didn't. I'm curious if this is indicative of the average length of these kinds of things. If they most of them go on for this long, or if this one was just really fucking ambitious. I think it might be indicative because I remember seeing some some people's thoughts on the game, and one person said it was over a little too quickly. Oh, maybe I I hope to God that person was being sarcastic. I Slapped I him. can only hope to. It didn't seem like it, but Lord knows. But, oh my god. And uh, another unrelated thing I want to bring up. Did you notice the uh, the carnival of horrors that was the paintings at the end of the two hallways? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, those, like, those literally, like, oh my god, what the fuck? When, like, one character walked away and those, like, like that popped up on screen, like, ah! <laughs> one of them looks like Nicolas Cage crossed with the clown from It. <laughs> And then one of them looks like a uh, an an a uh, Arab midget, like not like a Middle Eastern Gary Coleman. Both of them in a very paint splotchy style. Both of them very frightening things to look at. Well, uh, did your path take you? Did you see the the mural that uh, Rin painted? Yes, I did. Is she deranged? Did you think these that bizarre is... twisted faces? That is such an inappropriate mural for a school for disabled and physically deformed people. I'm like, that is so hilariously inappropriate. It wasn't. It was like this twisted thing. It was like this bizarre <coughs> screaming faces. Yeah, all, the, all these hideous, bulging deformed eyes. things and limbs sticking out everywhere and faces screaming in terror. Should anyone be psyched? She's acting weird and she's painting this. She, Someone needs to psychologically examine this girl. <laughs> I don't think she's coping with her disability as much as she's coming off as. I think she's seriously troubled. Well, I will say again, at least she was a little bit more interesting and not quite so one-dimensional. Yeah, I was expecting her to be sad. and like, I don't have any arms. <laughs> but yeah, they did have her. She was very like, she had totally gotten past it. She was using her feet very adeptly. Mm-hmm. Almost like arms, and she had a very, let's say, interesting personality. Um, you know, it was different. Well, shame on you, Cody Byer, for thinking that, you know, she wouldn't be able to cope very well. <laughs> you close-minded bigots. I'm curious, though. I, I think it really is true that in her path, she does use the phrase, like, she sadly says, like, um, I don't have, like, I want to hug you, but I don't have any arms. <laughs> hmm. I'm curious if that actually happened, but I heard That's her okay, route. Rin. Maybe just a strong handshake. Oh, how about a <laughs> Here, high Rin, five? Let me g- oh. <laughs> Here, Rin, let me give me a hand with the. Oh fuck! 
but apparently I heard her root is very uh, like you think the purple prose is bad normally. Apparently Rin's root is really pretentious, from what I understand. Um, I'm cu- I was almost I'm almost curious. Maybe they have videos in YouTube. I'm almost curious just to see how bad how deep does this rabbit hole go? How much more pretentious can this get? But then the rest of me is like, no, you have things to do. You have a life. Again, fuck Blaze Blue for making me think visual like visual novels had the potential to be interesting. Well, even Blaze Blue, I mean, to be fair, once they got around to the uh, Calamity Trigger, uh, or uh, sorry, the Continuum Shift story arcs, by then I was getting a little bit tired of all the side tangents and the some of the backstory was piled on a little bit thick. And I'm like, all right, come on, I just want to fight somebody. I was, I mean, I was into it. I mean, I, like, and when it would describe things, like, like when it. I remember the first game when it described the moment where Ragnar got his arm chopped off and Terumi possessed Jin, which isn't a spoiler for anybody who likes Blaze Blue. It's as well known by now. Mm-hmm. And like all that shit happened. It was very good at feeling like a novel would write it, you know, describing the atmosphere, mm-hmm. uh, describing the smells, that sudden realization that his arm has now been chopped off. Like he didn't, like it happened so fast, it didn't quite register for. That was all very well done. Well, the writing was much better, yes. I mean, yes, and when it would go on a tangent, I was still, you know, I was so into these characters, into the plot that when it went on a tangent, I was, I was for it, you know, it was cool, you know, it, uh, I wanted to learn more about these people, and it, it knew again, that's a well-paced narrative. It lays this stuff on when it's already got you invested. You know, I like this guy, so when you tell me a little bit more about him, I'm, I'm listening. When you give like a little just scene that isn't a huge con- contribution to the plot, it still feels like you're adding something. Like the scene where Jin had been roughed up and he woke up and Bang had actually helped him and then, he, you know, him and Bang had that whole little thing and like that kind of thing. That didn't really contribute to the plot, but it was good character back and forth and it f- helped the narrative. Mm-hmm. That overall structure lies to you because that's not what to expect from a visual novel. What to expect from a visual novel is a melodramatic. It's Twilight. <laughs> it's anime Twilight. There's your visual novel. It's choose your own event. Like, doesn't matter if you're Team Edward, Team Jacob. You can pick. <laughs> That's a the visual. The game will tell you. Uh, it won't just give you a straightforward oh, yeah. option. You'll you'll find yeah. out which team you're on after you've selected whether <laughs> you wanted eggs or bacon for breakfast. That'll <laughs> somehow lead you on this convoluted ass side route to wherever you thought you wanted to be but you didn't know how to get there again just 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 ask me which girl i want to go after it's not complicated why why are you trying to trip me up game (laughs) some of them were obvious this game is what this is like one of those loaded are you racist tests (laughs) no how long have you been racist exactly yeah no when did you stop beating your wife (laughs) that's the one there's, there are no good answers, and no matter what you pick, it's like, oh, well, we're going to help you uh, get over your, your intense hatred of disabled people by showing you that they have hearts, too. <laughs> Some of them did give you an obvious choice, like when, like with the burn victim girl again, I, like speaking from what I went through. Mm-hmm. You have the option to either spark up a friendly conversation or, oh, uh, this is too awkward, I'm going to walk away. Obviously, if you spark up the friendly conversation, that's a point toward her. Mm-hmm. So some well, of the, well, but you, then sometimes you're obviously you the playing option. easy mode. 
Apparently, yeah. Because... Like, also, I had the walkthrough. But even then, yeah. they were obvious. Like, pick the nice one toward them. Like, the, the, the scarred girl, the burn victim, and the blind girl who was, like, her the friend she was all clingy to. Or, like, one friend of the world. Like, if you picked options that were nice to them, you were, like... It was pretty much identical options for the two of them. But then you have the option, do I want to go in town or to the library? Well, I know the burn victim hangs out in the library... And I know if I go in town, I'm going to run into the blind girl. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty obvious. So the pr- But I did see, like, there were ones that even I, like, I had to walk through so I knew which, which option to take. But there were some, like, oh, was one. <sighs> I can't remember now. Well, there's one for block- Emmy that uh, I saw on there where, uh, and I, uh, some, I know, like, some nerd who's totally in this is going to call me if I'm wrong. But based on what I remember of it, uh, at some point... Uh, it's raining, and she goes to run, and you can either choose to let her run by herself or you have to join her. And if you don't join her, that actually progresses the story toward you getting together or something. Or it was it was, it was something on her path that it was like the opposite of what you would think you would choose to get closer to her. It actually turned out yeah, that they... the other option was what you were supposed to pick. They try to do that on the fucking burn victims thing, and the very final option you get... Uh, the blind girl Lily tries to give you some advice on how to deal with her. Mm-hmm. The 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 text right before the option states that your character th- like, and it's like fuck you. <laughs> that, that you're you're trying you're trying to make me lose at this point. Which by the way, speaking of lose, apparently if you fuck up and don't get any of the girls to like you, you die. Oh wow, that's a cheerful ending. Apparently, if you fuck up so much that none of the girl, you don't get enough pluses for any of the girls, you end up in a situation where you have lunch on the roof with Harry Potter. <laughs> um, at which point, okay. your character—I don't know the context—but apparently, falls off the roof of the school and dies. Harry Potter I can only pushes assu- you off. <laughs> Actually, I'm—I can only assume he starts talking, and your character is like, "Fuck this," and just jumps. <laughs> I can't take this fucker anymore. That's Why awesome. did I have lunch with him? End my suffering now. That's a path I, I probably would have written if I was on the team for some reason, which I wouldn't be, but anyway. See, I think we're pretty much wrapping this up. Well, we pretty much, unless you, oh, you have something else to add. Well, I just want to say that I've been thinking about it, and upon reflecting upon this game's, you know, positive, reaffirming themes... I'm sorry I yelled at you earlier, man. I know you were doing it for the podcast, and uh, this is this is something that we had to go through together, and I feel like it's brought us closer. Yeah, see? Crazy people are people too, and maybe one day you'll learn to accept that. I know. We just have to make a, a visual novel to, to teach people that, hey, haters are people too. Yes, they're going to hate, but it comes from somewhere in the heart. There you go. So that wrap that about wraps it up, and I feel like I have to cleanse. So I'm probably going to be playing a lot of King of Fighters after this. Yeah. So for for all of us here at the other side, I'm Cody Byer, and I'm Alex Berry. And remember, for the love of God, cripples are people too. Please remember that, because if you forget. They're probably going to make another visual novel to the Marcus.
Are you having trouble in the bedroom? Then you should listen to Fight Bait Anime Podcast. Clinical trials show that Fight Bait Anime Podcast will give you extremely hard wood. Side effects of Fight Bait Anime Podcast include increased blood flow, maximum endurance, and better. www.anime.fightbait.com We'll make your c*** so hard they'll have to legalize polygamy. Hey guys, I am Sean Ryan, also known as the Grey Ghost. And I am Kevin Gray, also known as the Business and the LLC. And we are Method to Madness! A weekly podcast that cusses and discusses anime and video games. Yes. And other otaku subjects. That That is what we are here for. We are here to rip them up and sometimes build them up. The shows that we love, the shows that we hate, the shows that we watch so that you wouldn't have to. Go to thegreyghost.net or go check us out on iTunes. With whiskey. <laughs> this is so stupid, but awesome. That's why this is going to be great. Oh, this is...